koinonia, Christian fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is koinonia. This is community. And now, your host, Tom Brown. Well, welcome to Quinonia on Faith Talk, 1360 KPXQ. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and I'm filling in for Tom Brown today. And today, we are talking about the top relationship killers. As you understand, I've been on the show before, and I also have a show on uh, Sunday afternoons at 4 p.m. called Conversations with Cynthia. And we talk a great extent about relationships, how to make them work, And so generally, I'm always telling people how to make relationships work. But today, I'm going to talk about how to kill a relationship. I'm going to give you a plethora of information about what you can do to actually kill the relationship. Because sometimes it helps us to learn in the inverse. Instead of looking at all the things that help the relationship or make the relationship work, I'm going to tell you the negatives that take away from the relationship. And so I'm excited to be here today. I always like to talk about this topic And one of the things we're going to start with is really understanding that there are a couple of basic things that we need to do that absolutely make the relationship work. And so we're going to talk about gender and understanding gender. And if you heard me when I spoke, well, maybe it was about a month and a half, two months ago I was on this show, and we did Gender Speaks, and we talked all about gender and how each gender operates, how they think, how they interact, and how different men and women are. And sometimes it amazes me that we get along at all. I am in private practice as a licensed uh, professional therapist. I have an office in Phoenix and in Scottsdale. And a great amount of my practice is couples. And so I love working with couples and I love making relationships work. And so through that whole process, I also have found all the things that people are doing that make the relationship not work, that actually can kill a viable relationship. And many times people aren't aware of what they are doing that might be really undermining all the good work they're trying to do. And so if you stay tuned, in the next segment, we're going to talk a lot about what is going to kill the relationship that maybe you really, really value and treasure and help you to understand the things that you might be doing that unbeknownst to you are really harming the relationship in ways that you really had no idea it was harming. And so one of the first things we're going to talk about is this idea that one of the best ways to kill a relationship is not accepting gender differences and thinking that there's something wrong with that other other person and thinking that the way they're doing things or the way they're living or the way they're thinking or interacting with me is somehow against me. And somehow they're doing these things on purpose to absolutely drive me crazy. When what you'll find as we talk about this is that some of these are just inherent to that gender. So there are some things that women just do because they're women. And there's some things that men do because they're just men. And so oftentimes when I'm talking to couples and I have a woman that is so upset with a man and I say to her, you know, you were attracted to men. You looked for a man. You wanted a man. You've got a man. And I say the same to men when they're just going crazy. They're just thinking, how can she act like that or think that way or just I didn't even mean it when I said that. And I say, you know, you wanted a woman. You're attracted to women. You looked for a woman. You've got a woman. And so it's imperative that we really accept the God-given creation of each gender and that we respect it, we accept it, we appreciate it. So join me in this next segment, and we are going to talk about top relationship killers. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Quinania. Christians should be known for their love. I'm Pastor Don Wilson. 
Christ calls evangelicals to compassion and justice. So please join a movement of Christians asking our political leaders for immigration solutions rooted in biblical values, which reflect each person's God-given dignity, which respect the rule of law, which protect family unity, which guarantee secure borders, which ensure fairness to taxpayers and establish a path towards citizenship. Our Arizona elected officials need your prayers. They need to hear your voice. The lives of 11 million of our neighbors hang in the balance as Congress seeks to reform our immigration system. Become a prayer partner for reform by going to PrayForReform.org. That's PrayForReform.org. Paid for by the Evangelical Immigration Table. How's your son doing? He's going to private school now, isn't he? Yeah, that's right. He started private school this year, and it's going very well. He gets more one-on-one attention than he did in public school because, well, you know, the class sizes are smaller. Yeah, I've heard it's a more structured learning environment. His grades have improved, and so is his attitude. I think my son could do better in private school, but I don't know if we could afford it. If you are interested in private Christian schooling but are concerned about the cost, Faith Talk 1360 can help. Introducing half-off tuition. We've partnered with some of the top Christian schools in the Valley to offer a limited number of full tuition vouchers for Faith Talk listeners at half-off. Participating schools include Scottsdale Christian Academy, Madison Christian Children's Center, Grace Christian Academy, and Phoenix Christian Preparatory School. The top private Christian schools in the Valley at half-off. A values-based Christian education has never been more important or more affordable. For more details and a complete list of all schools involved, go to faithtalk1360.com. Only one or two vouchers per school available. This opportunity won't last long. See faithtalk1360.com today. Does your swimming pool look a little green? Well, don't get mad, get mad. Ever left your pool maintenance to a teen? Ha, good luck. Don't get mad. Hello friends, Dan Sleezer here, owner of Maddie's Pool Supply and Service. If you're one of those people that put off cleaning up or remodeling your pool last season, now's the time. In just a few weeks, it's going to be too hot to acid wash or drain your pool, so let Maddie's do it for you now. At Maddie's, we offer complete remodeling, including replastering, tile, and new pool deck. Come visit our store at the southwest corner of Guadalupe and Gilbert Road in Gilbert. Or call us at 480-840-6370. That's 480-840-6370. You can also find us at maddiespool.com. Remember, if your pool's green, don't get mad, get Maddie's. Don't get mad. Don't get mad now. Come on, get Maddie's. Well, if you're just tuning in, and you're listening here to Quinnania on Faith Talk, 1360 KPXQ. And I'm Cynthia Hyatt. I'm filling in for Tom Brown today. And we are talking about top relationship killers. And like I said in the previous um, segment, I am in private practice as a licensed professional therapist. And much of my work is uh, working with couples. And I've seen over the years many of the, the ways to help a relationship and encourage a relationship And so I generally focus on the positives, but sometimes it helps us just in our learning process to look at the negatives. So what are the things that I am doing or not doing that may actually kill the relationship that is so important to me? So we started out last time in saying that the first one that we're going to talk about is this issue of not respecting gender differences or accepting gender differences, not understanding temperament differences, and not accepting or understanding or acting within the love languages. And I'm sure you're very familiar, or if you're not, you may want to read the book by Gary Chapman on the five love languages. Because these these tenets of relationship are very helpful when we are wanting that relationship to work. So if we just for a moment focus a little bit on the gender differences. Now, the last show I did, we actually did the whole show on, on gender differences, but we're just going to speak for a couple of minutes here on the difference between men and women, just some basic differences about them. And if we understand the needs that a man has and understands that the top needs that a woman has, and we work on addressing those needs, we are going to be far more successful. If we ignore them, if we disrespect them, if we discount them, we are going to automatically put the relationship in a compromised position. And if that happens over a course of years, it may come to the point of a crisis. So what we know for men, they have four of the greatest needs of a man, The number one is respect. 
The second one is success. The third one is adventure and challenge. And the fourth one is their need for beauty. And so when we look at this idea of respect, what's hard for women to understand many times is how a, a man might be disrespected because they are disrespected in ways that don't always make sense to us as women that may not disrespect us. And so I say to women frequently, one of the greatest ways that you can disrespect a man is in the way you deal with your emotions. If you roll your eyes, if you're sarcastic, if you're shrieking and yelling and screaming, if you are using whatever vulgar language, these kinds of things disrespect men greatly. And so they stop hearing what you're saying. So even if I'm having a feeling that has nothing to do about him, I've had a really bad day at work, I come home, I start venting to my husband. If I don't do this appropriately, he will eventually think that I'm angry with him and he knows that he didn't do anything. And now he feels like I'm attacking him. And so he is going to end up feeling very disrespected by me in the way that I'm expressing that emotion. Because one of the things that we know about men is they have a larger amygdala in their brain. And the amygdala is located in the, it's in the limbic system, which is in the right side of the brain, which is the creative experiential part of our brain. And so when I am aggressive in my emotions, if I am using extreme body language, my voice is raising, I'm using all kinds of different language, then instead of hearing what I'm saying, he is going to automatically be rocketed to that limbic system. And the limbic system, that's in the sympathetic nervous system, and that is the fight, flight, or freeze. And so instead of hearing my lament, hearing what's happening to me and how distressed I am and how hard my day is, he's going to think he's being attacked and he will then have to protect himself and defend himself against me. When that happens, we always hear women say, you don't care about how I feel. Don't you even know what happened to me? Or, or women will say to that man, I'm not even talking about you. Didn't have anything to do with you. So it's imperative that when I'm talking to a man, I understand a man's world. And they are hardwired to scan for danger. So when I talk to my husband, I talk to him very differently than when I talk to my girlfriends. With my girlfriends, I can vent all over the place and be very dramatic and very passionate. But when I'm speaking to my husband, I'm going to modulate a lot of my tone. I'm going to be careful about my facial expressions, the way I use my hands, because I am, I have to tell you the truth, I'm a fairly dramatic person. And so I'm going to be aware that I can trigger that limbic system. I can trigger very quickly that fight, flight, or freeze issue for him. Now, his job is to remain calm. His job is to relax his body. So I always tell men, if your wife, your girlfriend, a coworker, your daughter is having a really big feeling, it's imperative that you relax. Because once you relax your body, it's more difficult for you to be defensive. It's more difficult for you to be protective and angry. And that you observe the feeling so that you can stay connected. So what happens when we disrespect a man, they are now going to be separate from us. And that feeling of needing to protect us is no longer available to them because now they have to protect themselves. Because ultimately men understand at a very unconscious level in their brain, if they're not okay, everything they care about is not going to be okay. See, women, we're very different in that way. We don't think that way. We just want to make sure everybody else is okay because if everybody else is okay, we think we will be okay. So we have a very different orientation. So we also understand with men, they have a great need for success. So in your relationship, one of the ways to kill that relationship is don't let that man be successful with you. So it's imperative when I am wanting to be in relationship, a close, intimate relationship with a man, that I do everything I can to let him be successful with me. So I also work on the way that I interact in that relationship. Because what we understand about men is they always gravitate toward where they are successful. So if they're not successful with you, they will gravitate unconsciously to where they are successful, which means they will either work harder or they may have another relationship. And of course, I'm not condoning in any manner infidelity. It never works. It's devastating to anybody that's involved in it. And if anybody is vulnerable in that manner, they want to be very careful about understanding. I'm not successful in my primary relationship. I better be very careful about interacting with the opposite sex outside my relationship because I'm now more vulnerable. So we also understand with men, they have a great need for adventure and challenge. And so we don't want to create an adventure or a challenge that is traumatizing to them when they interact with us as women. 
So they need to be challenged in many ways. So when we let them be successful and we cause them to rise to the occasion and be the best man that God has called them to be, we do them a great service. And then lastly, for men, we know that they have a love of beauty. They love to be surrounded by beauty. This is why they love women. This is why they look at women. Because they know that women bring beauty to their world. We bring a softness to their world. A man's world is fairly harsh. Now, that does not mean that we as women aren't harsh with one another. But there's a softness that comes with women. And so when we are being aggressive, we are all all of a sudden not being pretty. We're not being beautiful to a man. So it is possible for me to have a very negative feeling and not do it in an ugly fashion. That helps a man stay connected to me and to be willing to listen to me, to be willing to be sympathetic and compassionate toward me. Now, I do want to make a little disclaimer here because whenever I talk about gender, I always say that I'm talking about averages. I'm talking about the norm. Everything I'm saying, you're not going to fit into all of it. And so we're talking about a generality. And it helps many times to talk about generalities, but we don't do it in a way to marginalize anybody. So if we talk about women, and we talk about the greatest need for women is number one is security. And it's hard for men many times to understand how powerful security needs are for women because it's not just financial security. It's security in their relationships. It's, it's, in secure, it's security in how they think people feel about them or think about them, how successful they feel in relationship. Because men have a need just for success. Women need success in their relationships. So when you see this, uh, this, this uh, idea, when you, when you are watching women and they have a handbag and they carry it everywhere that they go, and then they also have a stash in their car, and they have maybe a little bag at their office. And in those, they have everything they could possibly need and everything everybody else might possibly need. Men don't carry that because men know that they'll always be okay. They will always figure it out. That is not the case for women. So when we talk about the need for security, we understand that the way a woman is hardwired, even her physiology, requires security because in many ways she is the weaker sex physically. Now, she has strengths that men do not have, that men depend on women for. But when it comes to the physicality of her body, she has a lot of different things that are happening. She has the ability to endure chronic, long-term pain. She's strong in these ways, where men are very good about in the moment. So they can go to war, and they can prevail, and then they relax. And we see this in the ways that men and women are sick. When a man gets sick... He is down for three days. He doesn't move out the couch. He can't do anything. When a woman is sick, she goes to work. She takes care of the kids. She does the shopping, the laundry, and she may even have sex with you. So there's a tendency for men to think, well, she's not really that sick. And so men and women are very different in their hardwiring. So the security that a woman needs physically when it comes to her relationships, her home, financially, how she is treated by a man, how she is wanted by a man. These have everything to do with securing her world. When you secure the world of a woman, you are going to get a much less stressed out woman. You will get a more feminine woman. You will get a more flexible woman. You will get a woman that is much more enjoyable to be around. We also understand for women, they have a great need for belonging and for being desired and for being wanted. This is how God has made them. And so they are wanting to be wanted. They are wanting to be desired. They are wanting to belong. And it isn't just a sexual issue. It's in their group of friends. It's in their work. It's in their community. And it is definitely with their primary relationship. We also see that women's greatest need is this need for connectedness, which creates security. And so her brain has a lot of white matter, which means she has a ton of neuronal activity, all these highly connective neurons in this white matter. It caused her to be connecting things all the time. And so her primary desire is to be connected and be on the same page, to know that everybody's okay and we're all okay. And then they also need the opportunity to express love and to impact the world around them relationally. When a man is not helping that or allowing her to do that, he then jeopardizes her feelings of security. So these are all interconnected, as you can see. So when we have a man and woman in relationship and they are not respecting gender, and you can see how different these needs are, you are going to then jeopardize or kill the relationship that is valuable to you. So it's imperative for all of us, if we really want to be successful in our relationships, that we understand 
gender differences, accept them, appreciate them. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Quinania. Join me in the next segment. We were talking more about top relationship killers. This is a test of the emergency alert system. Hi, I'm Chadwick Burks with People's Mortgage. Here's banking's dirty little secret. We all basically have the same lending programs. Other advertisers constantly push programs when they should be talking about service. I'm a mortgage banker, and that makes a big difference. I handle everything locally, underwriting, processing, and funding. That means quick turn times for you with no hassles. As bankers, People's Mortgage has warehouse lines with the major local banks. This means I compare the rates and fees so you don't have to and then place your loan with whomever gives you the best deal. Give me a five-minute call at 623-703-4568, and we'll go over your scenario for free. My service is unmatched, I'm a Christian, and I believe in principles of credibility and accountability. 623-703-4568, 623-703-4568. Chadwick Burks with People's Mortgage. Your advocate in the mortgage market. NMLS 223916 and 6274, BK 0904164, LO0914788, equal opportunity lender. God hears the prayers of his people. I'm Lynn Hybels. The lives of 11 million of our neighbors hang in the balance as Congress seeks to reform our immigration system. Christ calls evangelicals to compassion and justice. So please join a growing movement of Christians asking our political leaders for immigration solutions rooted in biblical values that reflect each person's God-given dignity, respect the rule of law, protect family unity, guarantee secure borders, ensure fairness to taxpayers, and establish a path towards citizenship. Our elected officials need your prayers and to hear your voice. Become a prayer partner for reform by going to PrayForReform.org. That's PrayForReform.org. Paid for by the Evangelical Immigration Table. Calling all freaks. Are you tired of the same old talk shows? Are you tired of the talk shows that are politically correct? If the answer is yes, you must listen every Sunday at 5 p.m. to Freak Show Radio. Join Mario D'Ortenzio and Dr. Bobby Brewer as they take on topics from religion, politics, and everything else politically incorrect. Don't miss Freak Show Radio every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Connecting Faith and Life. The new Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Thanks again for listening to the Queen Ania on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. And I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and I'm having a great time guest hosting for Tom Brown. I also have a show here on um, 1360 KPXQ, and that is Sundays at 4 p.m., and it is called Conversations with Cynthia. You can also visit me at my website, which is CynthiaHyatt.com. I'm going to spell my name because it is spelled a little differently. It is C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. Again, it's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. And all of the shows that I do that are relevant to what we're talking about today are also on the podcast that you can find on the KPXQ website. So today we are talking about the top relationship killers. And in the last segment, we spent quite a bit of time on gender differences because it's very helpful when I'm meeting with couples 
that what I always ascertain is how much they understand about gender differences, temperament differences, and then sometimes also about love languages. Because once I address those issues, we find many times that there's not as much dysfunction as we thought. And so it's imperative that you understand the opposite sex. If you are wanting to be successful in relationship with them, you need to understand how they are hardwired and why they do what they do and why the things they need are so important to them. And so we talked about for men, we know that respect, success, the need for adventure and challenge, and the love of beauty, the need for beauty around them. Those are the top needs that a man has. And for women, their number one need is security. They need a sense of belonging or being desired. They need connectedness. And they need an opportunity to express that love in their community and to have it impact and impact it relationally. So when we look at this and we understand, okay, I'm in, I'm in relationship with the opposite sex and I need to understand how they're hardwired so that I don't circumvent the desire for, for connectivity and, and intimacy so that I understand what I might be doing to sabotage that. If we don't understand temperament, we can have the same dilemma because temperament are things like we look at, are they an ex- extrovert or an introvert? Are they a thinking feeling or a, or a thinking person or a feeling person? Are they highly organized or are they more adapting where they kind of just take life as it comes or kind of stop and smell the, the flowers? And so if I don't understand this hardwiring, that this is how God created this person, then I begin to become judgmental. And I begin to think that the way that I do things is the right way. And I miss out on this wonderfully creative, unique individual that I'm with. If I don't understand love languages, and those would be things like we have five that Gary Chapman has so adeptly uh, recognized, and that is affection, quality time, words of affirmation, gifts, and acts of service. And so if I understand that my spouse, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my father, mother, brother, co-workers, children, if their primary love language is quality time and I don't want to do that, I try to just give them gifts or I try to just do acts of service, I'm going to have to do a lot of gifts and a lot of acts, acts of service when if I just do some quality time, that's a huge emotional deposit. Or what if somebody wants affirmation? I keep trying to do acts of service. Or try giving them a whole bunch of affection and they want to hear words from me. So it's imperative that you understand what is that primary love language for that person so I can speak it. Because it's ridiculous if we were to try to go to another country and not understand the language. And if we didn't understand the language, we would bring an interpreter. And so it's important that these different genders and individuals that we're in relationship with have different languages. They have a gender language, a temperament language, and they have a love language. And so if I'm unwilling to address those and be flexible, rise to the occasion, and love them the way that is working for them, if I just want to do it my way, that's a top relationship killer. So a second relationship killer is not letting your mate, your friends, children, coworkers, whoever that may be that is in your life that is important, It's not letting that person be God's problem. And when I say that, I know that sounds kind of casual or kind of uncaring, but really what I'm doing is I'm saying, you know, God loves that person more than I ever could. God is working day and night in this person's life. This is really God's problem. My problem is me and I need to do me. And so I need to be letting go and saying, God, I see these things. I hear these things. These things bother me. And I know you do as well. And so I always tell clients, you know, when you're in a situation, in a family situation, you're with your spouse, you're with other people, and you know that it is not productive to say something, and you see something, you hear something, what you say to yourself inside is you say, God, if I saw it, you saw it. If I hear it, you hear it. If I care about it, you care about it because you care about me. And I pray for that person. Because many times going vertically, in relationships is much better than horizontally trying to fix it. And so I need to be constantly letting this person go. Now, I want to give another disclaimer because everything I'm talking about in today's show is about general the general population. If you have somebody in your life that is highly addicted, 
highly abusive, well then we can't necessarily let go of that unless we intervene. So we may need to intervene and then we are able to let go. But I'm talking about the general just dysfunction that all of us have that we need to be letting go and letting that be God's problem. So another relationship killer is being controlling, which goes with the one I just said. And that's that everything needs to be done in a certain way so that I feel okay. So I want all my ducks lined up, and this is the way it's supposed to be, and this is the way it should be, because I can't get any peace if you don't do it the way I need you to do it. So I'm controlling about how you think, how you feel, how you act, where you go, how you look, who you talk to, how you go about organizing your day, because I think I know what's best. And it's imperative that we recognize where that comes from and how detrimental that is to relationships. Because this leads into this problem of focusing on the externals and not addressing my own internal world. So when I have this tendency to be quite controlling, it's because I'm trying to control the external world so that I feel okay inside instead of really organizing my own internal world. And I, you know, the Lord gave me this great analogy when I was reading the story about when the disciples were all in the boat and Jesus was sleeping in the bottom of the boat and the storm came and it raged and the disciples were out on deck and they're freaking out, they're wigging out, think they're going to die and they're throwing stuff overboard. And, you know, one of them runs down and wakes up Jesus and says, you know, we're going to die, we're going to die. And he wakes up and he walks up onto the, the bow of the boat and he says, peace be still. And the storm obeys him. You know, sometimes I wonder tongue in cheek if maybe he was talking to the disciples in the storm obeyed him. But what that, that was a great word picture for me to understand that inside of me, like in the deep, like if I'm a boat deep down inside of me, Jesus is there and he's okay. He's reclining. He's resting. He knows that everything's okay. If I'm outside of myself and I'm worrying about the whole external world and the storms of life, and I'm wanting to control all of them because I think it's going to kill me. Instead of trying to control all of that, which many of those things I have absolutely no control over, I need to go get with Jesus down in the depths of my being and let him bring peace to me inside of me so that I am not trying to seek peace outside of me because this will kill a relationship. The fifth one here we're talking about is not working on your own issues, no personal growth. Because this is one of the major reasons that people grow apart because there is nothing new to share with one another. There's nothing attracting. Because people are attractive when they are working on things, when they are discovering things, when they are working a program, when they are flexible, when they are willing to grow, when they are willing to change. These are very attracting people. And so when you are doing no personal growth whatsoever, and it's just the status quo, you're just kind of in limbo, and you don't want to address things that cause you pain, because you don't want to feel any of those growth pains, what's going to happen to your relationship is that person may grow away from you. And many times people think, well, we grew apart. And many times what it really happens is you stayed stuck and that person continued to grow. So it's important that you are doing your own issues, that you are dealing with the things about you that you know need to be changed instead of focusing on what that other person needs to do to change so that you can feel better. So you're saying to God, I need to do me. That's my biggest problem. Me is my biggest problem. Self-mastery is the goal. Self-mastery is the hardest thing to do that any of us will ever have to try. So how about this? Not dealing with stress and subsequent reactions. The spirituality of it physically, what it does to us, and emotionally what stress does to us. If you are living with someone that is stressed out of their mind all the time, they're just a stress factory. You know how stressful it is for you. And if you are the person that is a stress factory, you have to understand the impact that you have on others around you. That we, It is imperative that we learn to have margins in our life, that we learn to deal with stress appropriately and in a healthy manner. If we don't deal with stress, it automatically leads to either passivity or self-medicating behaviors with aggress- aggressiveness. So it's imperative that we say, okay, God, this is a very stressful place down here. It is very stressful, I have to tell you. The technology, the speed at which we are operating, the expectations we have on ourselves are astronomical, and they are not godly. And so we need to get in line with what God's requirements and his expectations are of us. 
and learn to create those margins in our life so that we can actually enjoy the relationships that we're in. So we have another one here. How about this one? Unrealistic expectations. It's actually forgetting that we are just mortal human beings and that the person you're in relationship with is immortal. He's just working on his own stuff just like you are. He's struggling. She's struggling just like you are. You know, I love the saying that says, you know, every person is fighting their own battle. So anyone that you interact with on a daily basis, even if it's just in the grocery store line, they have their own private personal battle that they are doing every day, just as you are. And so it manifests differently. But many times we can have extremely unrealistic expectations on individuals that God does not have. God has great compassion on us. He tells us in Psalm 69, 33, which I love. He says he does not he does not despise his captive people. He hears the cries of the needy. We need to develop that heart of compassion that this is hard down here. There's a struggle that's happening. And so having unrealistic expectations on others generally means you're having unrealistic expectations on yourself. This is Cynthia Hyatt sitting in for Tom Brown. On 1360 KPXQ, join me in the next segment and we will continue to talk about the top relationship killers. Time to go around town with 960 The Patriot News Director, Monica Reed. Extreme Faith Productions brings you Rhett Walker and the Come to the River Tour next Tuesday. It's June 11th at Grand Canyon University Arena, 3300 West Camelback in Phoenix. Showtime is 7 p.m. You can get tickets at gcuarena.com. Mighty Mud Mania is coming up in Scottsdale this Saturday, June 8th. If it wasn't muddy enough before, they're now offering a new extreme mud course for older children and adults. It all takes place at Chaparral Park. Plus, they have a mini mud marathon for younger kids, too. This is at 5401 North Hayden on Saturday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. There'll be sandcastle building and other activities, too. Get details at scottsdaleaz.gov slash mightymudmania. Through the Maricopa County Read Summer Reading Program, kids, teens, and adults can dig into reading by participating in a variety of events and activities and by checking out material from the public library. The program runs now through July 27th. The Desert Botanical Garden is offering summer flashlight tours where you can see, hear, and feel the desert night, including nighthawks, tortoises, insects, and night-blooming flowers. Bring your flashlight. The tour is free with garden admission. And it runs Thursdays and Saturdays at 7 p.m. Get details on their website, dbg.org. This Saturday and Sunday, cool off in Prescott for the 33rd Annual Territorial Days Arts and Crafts Show at the Courthouse Plaza. They'll have plenty of arts and crafts, food, games for the kids, entertainment and more, and admission is free. It's Saturday 9 to 5 and Sunday 9 to 4. Get details at prescott.org. And Extreme Faith Productions brings you a three-day Christian music festival June 28th through the 30th in Prescott Valley, sponsored by Grand Canyon University. Third day is going to be there, 10th Avenue North, Matthew West, Casting Crowns, Jars of Clay, and many more. Tickets are on sale now, and you can get them at timstoyotacenter.com. That's what's going on around town. I'm Monica Reed. Christians should be known for their love. I'm Pastor Don Wilson. Christ calls evangelicals to compassion and justice. So please join a movement of Christians asking our political leaders for immigration solutions rooted in biblical values, which reflect each person's God-given dignity, which respect the rule of law, which protect family unity, which guarantee secure borders, which ensure fairness to taxpayers and establish a path towards citizenship. Our Arizona elected officials need your prayers. They need to hear your voice. The lives of 11 million of our neighbors hang in the balance as Congress seeks to reform our immigration system. Become a prayer partner for reform by going to PrayForReform.org. That's PrayForReform.org. Paid for by the Evangelical Immigration Table. 
in times of joy, in moments of grief. We are there. When the world looks for truth, broadcasters come through, even when all else fails. Today, with more ways than ever to experience the moments that transform our lives, Americans still choose broadcast radio and television more than all other media combined. And our web and social sites are among the most visited sites in our daily lives. When important moments happen, both big and small, we're the first informers to history. We are the local broadcasters of radio and television, reaching more people, touching more lives. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Well, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Queen Ania on Faith Talk, 1360 KPXQ, and I'm Cynthia Hyatt, filling in for Tom Brown today. And today we are talking about the top relationship killers. So in the last segment, we talked at length about this idea of not respecting gender differences or accepting gender differences or not accepting or respecting temperament differences, like if the person's an extrovert or an introvert, or not understanding love languages, like do they want to be loved in ways such as acts of service or affection or words of affirmation or gifts or quality time. And so not understanding those affects dramatically the way we interact in our relationship and whether it is going to be effective or not. We also talked about not letting your mate or your significant relationship, whether it be a son or a daughter or a coworker, not letting that really be God's problem. You know, Martin Luther has a great prayer, and he says, you know, pray, let God worry. And so that doesn't mean we don't care. It means that we realize that we have very little control over the process in a person's life. Really, the only control we have is whether or not we're going to help it or make it harder on them. So the third one was being controlling. And we talked about in the fourth one, this idea, if we're a controlling person, it probably has to do with the fact that we want to control the external world and we are not addressing the internal world, which is what we can control. And so we also talked about not working on our own issues. So there's no personal growth. And this is how people oftentimes grow apart. And the sixth one was not dealing with stress and the subsequent reactions to our spiritual life, our physical life, our emotional life, our sexual life, when you're married, these things, stress really affects these areas. And we talked about unrealistic expectations and seeing people as mortal human beings that are in a battle just as we are and to respect and have compassion on that battle. That God knows how hard it is down here. I am often telling clients, you know, this is not heaven. I don't know why you thought that this would be heaven. This is a hard place down here. And there can be some wonderfully good and beautiful things that happen in spite of it. But this is hard. And so this next one we're going to talk about, and this is a very powerful one, is this idea of infidelity and pornography. These have tremendous deleterious effects on relationships in many, many ways. And our culture has a tendency to want to minimize or make these kind of be okay. And then many times our Christian culture wants to demonize and condemn anyone that struggles with these things. And what we need to understand is this is part of what humans struggle with. This is not in any way condoning pornography or infidelity because it doesn't work. It makes a plethora of problems. It brings in a myriad of, of more issues when we indulge in any kind of pornography or any kind of infidelity. And what we have to understand is how demeaning and demoralizing it is to our soul, to our spirit, to the uniqueness of how God created us and how hard it is to heal from these issues. So it's imperative that if anyone you know or yourself is struggling with any of this, any infidelity issues, whether it be an emotional affair, whether it be just a, an attraction, whether it be a crush on someone, whether it be actual physical infidelity and, and, and creating an actual concrete relationship with someone outside of your, your primary relationship, that you really, really need to get some help. You really need to call pastor, a mentor, a friend, someone that disciples you. Um, a therapist, certainly, that you can talk freely and frankly and really get to the bottom of what happened that I got here, what got me here. And this is to be done with no condemnation, no judgment, because 
I tell clients frequently, you know, who needs to be told they're sinning? We all know we sin. There are very few people that don't know what a sin is. So what we're needing to understand is why am I not overcoming that? What got me in that situation that caused me to do something that I really inherently know is not good, is not healthy? And pornography is the same. That's one of the best ways that Satan can sexually abuse men. Because it's very difficult to sexually abuse a man in America unless you're in prison or you go to war. And so one of the ways that he creeps in the back door is he sexually abuses men. Because we know that the majority of men that struggle with pornography have also been exposed when they were children. So it's important that if you are struggling with that, that you get some help when it comes to relationship. And that does not mean that women don't struggle with this as well. So why is pornography easier for me or more fulfilling for me than an actual real relationship? Because that's the way that Satan steals from what we really need. Because one of the primary needs of humans is connectedness. When we look at any kind of suicide, we know that that had to do with their lack of connectedness with the world, with the community they lived in, with the primary people that they were in relationship with, and they disconnected from themselves and from God. And so these are imperative to address these. So number nine, why are you in the relationship to begin with? You want to ask yourself that deep and probing question. Am I in it just for me, for what I need? Because I want my life to be better. I'm going to be rescued out of something. I'm striving. I'm climbing. Am I refusing to grow up? I want to be taken care of. So why am I in this relationship? Because that has a lot to do with how successful I will be. And another one, number 10, taking things too seriously. I say to clients frequently, okay, you're upset about this particular issue. Is this a moral issue? Is this a legal issue? Is this criminal? Is this dangerous? Because we have a tendency in our world now, everything is amped up. We make the smallest things huge and things that are really, really huge, we make really small. So many times when I'm talking to clients, they'll say, they'll tell me something and I'll say, that is a really big thing. That is a really big deal. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yes. Like when we talked about pornography, they're like, well, you know, we do pornography. And I'm like, this is a really big deal. They don't think it's a big deal. What they think is a big deal is the way their husband is dressing, how often their wife talks on the phone, whether or not the house is clean the way they want it, how they are dealing with the children, you know, in terms of, are you talking to them the way I want you to? These types of things can really just be regular human interactions. And so we have this tendency to make big things really little and little things really big. So how about codependency or boundary issues? Not dealing with my family of origin. So I'm wanting to be liked and I'm doing people pleasing and caretaking. So I'm getting exhausted. And then I'm getting into a martyring position where I then end up feeling sorry for myself because none of my needs ever get met. I just meet everybody else's needs. Or I have a really hard time being assertive and expressing what I need. So because it builds up and builds up, then I blow up. And so it's imperative that you address this issue of codependency. Now, if you um, go to the KPXQ, the 1360 KPXQ website, there is a, um, you can do the link to my shows, and there's a lot of them that talk about codependency, assertiveness, gender issues. So there's a lot of shows that talk about that that can help you understand some of what we're doing today. So another relationship killer is addictions or compulsive disorders. And compulsive disorders are things like shopping, alcoholism, gambling, addictions, eating disorders, workaholism, perfectionism. These things, if they are not addressed, can absolutely kill a relationship because of the amount of stress it puts on the person that is struggling with it and the person they're trying to be in relationship with. So number 13, assertiveness issues. So maybe I haven't dealt with my codependency and I avoid healthy conflicts and confrontations. So this is kind of me not doing me. I'm kind of a non-person in the relationship. I abandon the relationship. It's all about you. It's what you want. It's what you think. It's what you need. And you make all the decisions. So I'm physically there, but I'm not really emotionally or intellectually there. So my partner has to do both sides of the relationship because of your passivity. And this can be as simple as volunteering information. And the other has to work really hard to have conversation with you because you won't volunteer. You won't be a part of the, of the conversation. So there's some passive aggressive issues going on. So I'm unwilling to assert myself in a healthy way. So 
so things build up and then I explode. So if we talk more about this, this number 14 is this me not doing me, as in self-care. So because I won't deal with me, my spouse, significant other, friends, family, coworkers, they have to deal with me. Because I won't do for me what I need. And I have a whole show on this whole entire topic because we have a whole culture of people that will not take care of themselves. They will take care of everybody else, but they will not take care of themselves because somehow they think it's the Christian thing to do. Somehow that's being selfish to take care of yourself. And so what I'm constantly telling people when I'm teaching this, speaking, clients, is God gave you to you so you could give you back to God so that God could actually care for the people on the planet through you. So I'm going to say that one more time. God gave you to you so you could give yourself back to God so that God could use you to actually take care of the others. If you don't take care of you first, you have nothing to offer anyone. And so it's imperative that you understand the issue of self-care. It's kind of like, I use the analogy of a car. Right now I'm doing this show, I'm talking to you right now, and I'm not thinking about my car because I take care of my car. I'm not worried about my car. I know it's going to start when I get down there. If it doesn't, that's a shock because I maintain it. So I don't do like the hyper maintenance of it. Like people are allowed to eat in my car. They're allowed to sit in it and drink in it and, you know, do whatever. But it isn't also a trash heap inside my car either. So I do the maintenance because if I maintain my car, then I can get where I need to go. I can be where I need to be. If people need me, I'm available. If I don't take care of my car, I can't get where I need to be. I can't take care of others. People can't depend on me. So you kind of live in your body, which is like a car. It takes you everywhere you go. If you don't care for it, you're not helping the rest. They are having to compensate for that not working. The same way I have to if my car doesn't work. So this next one that we're talking about is not dealing with emotional baggage. That's from my past. Any relationship or situation, if it's not dealt with, takes energy from the relationship. So you bring your past into the present, and that alters the future in a negative manner. How about not practicing the habit of forgiveness? And I'm keeping records. How about not learning healthy communication skills? And a really big one, this is 18, this is time. Relationships require time. Think about how God is being with us always. He wants us with him always. So one of the last ones here is not being an adult, not knowing how to get along, not being respectful or courteous or considerate, not filtering what you say. I always say to people, you know, we need to show up as a grown-up. So it's imperative that you practice some of these and understand that discipline in relationships goes a long way. This is Cynthia Hyatt. Sitting in for Tom Brown today on 1360 KPXQ on Top Relationship Killers. Join me in the last part as we wrap up this Top Relationship Killer talk. At Gilbert Christian Schools, you'll notice right away that their campus is a special place. You'll see students receiving one-on-one instruction from caring, godly men and women who pride themselves in helping students grow both academically and spiritually. You'll notice small class sizes which foster individualized instruction and accelerated learning. You'll notice quality interaction occurring between students, parents, and staff. And most importantly, you'll find a place where your child can learn in a caring, comfortable setting surrounded by friendly peers. Gilbert Christian Schools serves pre-kindergarten through 12th grade students on two beautiful campuses. GCS combines the sense of community that can only be found on a smaller school campus with a comprehensive offering of academics, fine arts, athletics, clubs, and spiritual training. 
For more information than we can squeeze into this ad, please see their website at gilbertchristianschools.org, that's gilbertchristianschools.org, or call 480-699-1215. God hears the prayers of His people. I'm Lynn Hybels. The lives of 11 million of our neighbors hang in the balance as Congress seeks to reform our immigration system. Christ calls evangelicals to compassion and justice. So please join a growing movement of Christians asking our political leaders for immigration solutions rooted in biblical values that reflect each person's God-given dignity, respect the rule of law, protect family unity, guarantee secure borders, ensure fairness to taxpayers, and establish a path towards citizenship. Our elected officials need your prayers and to hear your voice. Become a prayer partner for reform by going to PrayForReform.org. That's PrayForReform.org. Paid for by the Evangelical Immigration Table. Hi folks, John Dombrowski here with Grand Canyon Planning, and I want to call your attention to a few common mistakes to avoid when planning your retirement. Mistake one, investing as though you're still working. When your paycheck stops, you've got to reel in your appetite for risk. Changing your approach from an accumulation to preservation can help ensure your savings are never entirely at risk. Mistake two, ignoring significant financial drops. Many of my clients have one thing in common. They have enough money to live a comfortable retirement as long as they don't lose it. Mistake three, not securing your basic income needs. There are strategies that can provide a steady income you can't outlive, just like the pensions of the past. Over the years, I've taken great pride in helping my clients hold on to what they have, and I can help you too. Call 480-991-1055, 480-991-1055 for your complimentary retirement plan checkup, or visit the web at grandcanyonplanning.com. I'm John Dombrowski, and remember, don't run out of money before you run out of time. Well, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Quinn and Ia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. And I'm Cynthia Hyatt sitting in for Tom Brown today, and we have been talking about the top relationship killers. So this is the very last segment of this, and we had a lot that we talked about today, about so many of the things that can actually kill the relationship that you value, because many times we talk about the ways to make it work. So today I chose to do the opposite, and I talked to you about how it doesn't work and everything you can do to make it not work. So this last one about a top relationship killer, when you are in, a, in an intimate relationship with anyone, even, it, it doesn't even have to be romantic, but it's this idea of not keeping confidences or exposing weaknesses, taking advantage of them, and not being a safe place for your best friend, your spouse, your family members, who that is. That it's very important that you understand that not keeping confidences and exposing people publicly is very shaming to them. And this is a habit that we see in our culture frequently, and this is one that needs to stop because it is very destructive. But lastly, out of all of these ones that I gave you today, truly the one that sums it all up, the top relationship killer is selfishness. This is this feeling that I don't have to monitor a parent myself. I don't have to control myself, my words, my actions, my emotions. I have no shame. In fact, I'm shameless. I want things immediately, and if I'm not happy, someone is going to pay because I just want to be happy and I want to be liked all the time. But I don't feel like I have to actually be likable, but you still have to like me. It's not about how I affect you. It's all about how you affect me. So you are to manage my internal world. And so we have this culture of rock stars, and it never works in relationship. So selfishness is placing concern with oneself or one's own interests above the well-being or interest of others. And so it's imperative that you, that you really come to the Lord and say, God, help me not be that selfish person and practice the gifts of the Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit. And so if you've enjoyed listening to the show, and thank you for doing that, I'm Cynthia Hyde. I've had a great time guest hosting for Tom Brown. And if you want to reach me, you can call at 602-708-2015. That's again, 602-708-2015. Or log on to CynthiaHyatt.com, which is C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T. You can also call the station and they can give you all the information you need. I love to do retreats, seminars, and lectures. I hope you have a blessed week. And it was great being here today. Thank you.
Hi, this is Jack Graham, and I'm so happy to welcome you to the new Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ, Glendale, Phoenix. New Mercies is a presentation of Calvary Community Church. Welcome to New Mercies, a Bible study designed for today's Christian, taught by Leslie Martin, women's ministry Bible teacher at Calvary Community Church in Phoenix. loving kindness will never cease. His mercies never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Hello and welcome to New Mercies. Leslie Martin is currently involved in a study throughout the book of Ephesians. So let's open our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1 for today's 